live from the Are We Pretty Studios. We bring to you all the tea from War of the Roses All-Stars. Whether you're a fan of war or living under a rock, this review is for you. Each week, we go over exactly what happened at Bella DuBall's War of the Roses, only at Atomic Rose in Memphis, Tennessee. So get ready to get into it. This is the War of the Roses Review. Hello, Annalie. Hi, how's it going? Bitch, it's hot. So I'm not filming today in my normal little studio moment. I am up in the attic um, and it is hot as shit up here because I don't have air conditioning. Yeah. Um, in my drag space. So uh, yeah, I'm dying, um, but it's going to be fierce. I'm so excited to dive into this episode. This is a hot one and uh, yeah, it's going to be fierce. How are you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling really fine. We um, both just performed at a Sunday brunch show and now we're here all the way in LA recording at our studio. At the, I mean, it's wild how fast we can get here. Um, um, the flight was really, really good. I have my own personal jet. Um, I also have my own personal stripper on board. Uh, so it was fine. It was cute. Oh, well, good for you. Um, I, uh, had to hide in your luggage because I'm poor. Um, but speaking of, uh, hiding, we have a special diva who is hiding behind the curtain right now. She is ready to come out and give her thoughts, her opinions, and maybe some facts. Uh, we're going to go ahead and welcome her out. She is amazing, so fucking talented, and I'm so excited to talk to her today. Please welcome all the way from your phone, the wonderful, the talented Miss Mary Jane Gagdalen. Hello. Tell that flight attendant wouldn't give me another drink. Fuck you. Okay. Hey. I'm off the plane too. Just got here. How are you feeling, Diva? Uh, you know, I'm kind of like constipated right now. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, just keeping myself preoccupied and whatnot, as usual. You're always, like, working. You're always busy. You always have a project going on. And I commend you for that because I'm so fucking lazy. I can't. Oh, I'm, it's the ADHD in me. I always have to, like, be doing something. Like, I, my idle hands are a horrible thing. So I have to, like, create something, make a wig, make an outfit, uh, plan this, plan that, something. Like, uh, yeah, I just like being busy. Wait, have y'all seen the movie Idle Hands? Yes, it's so good. Okay, it is such a good movie. Uh, if you have not watched it, please watch Idle Hands. It's very funny, also a little dark, um, but it's good. It's, it's got, wow. uh, what's his name? Uh, Seth Green in it. Yeah, yeah. Love him. Yeah. Isn't his dick really big? <sighs> oh, he's a ginger and a short guy, so I mean, you know what they say about short guys and usually gingers, so I mean, he probably got a double whammy. It's probably like a baby's arm holding an apple. Speaking of apples, we are going to go ahead and take a bite out of this episode of War of the Roses. Um, Now, Mary, I want to know, what were you thinking going into this episode? How were you feeling? And uh, yeah, what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, overall, uh, I was actually really excited. I loved being uh, paired up with Tiffany Minx. Uh, She's really fun. So, and she's always like, we're more campy and country and me and she's like the you know the 
back uh, backwoods Barbie, like the hoary Barbie in the trailer park. And I really vibe with that because Mary's like Mary Gagdalyn, Mary Gags. She's a slut herself. So I was like, cool, two whores playing together. It's going to be fun. So I was really excited because um, I really like doing group numbers just in general anyways. I mean, during my season, my original season of war, I think I did about three of them. So... I just I was excited it was like nothing new to me but something really familiar and fun that we got to do and then I was super excited about the divas challenge because pulling out divas is like my one of my things that I like doing I love a good uh paying homage homage to or like a good uh fuck what's the word illusion so I was excited so this week was the mirror ball and the divas were challenged to channel their inner patron diva and give tribute to uh, one of the stars. And then after that, they had to come back and do a duet in the It Takes Two challenge. And on the runway tonight, they were walking Night of a Thousand Bellas, which is such an iconic fucking moment. This was a really good episode, y'all. This was really, really lit. We're going to go ahead and dive into the first performance challenge, which was the patron divas. Now, the first diva to come out was Zoe and Zoe decided to do Beyonce. What did y'all think about Zoe's performance? So I really loved Zoe's performance. I watched the beginning and I left about midway through and everything I saw was really amazing. Let me say this real quick. I am not sending any hate to the patrons of Atomic Rose. I love you all, keep coming back. But y'all were on one this weekend. It was it was such it was such a weird vibe like Zoe, <laughs> Zoe was like stunting and like being Zoe, and it was crickets, crickets. And this wasn't just for Zoe; like this was a, a few of the other performers too. Like the the audience, maybe they were trying to be respectful and just really like live in the moment of watching someone perform. But I don't know; it was just kind of a weird moment. But this is about Zoe. I thought Zoe did really well. She is always an excellent dancer. She looked really, really beautiful this night. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bloom this. She better work. Yeah, I'm also going to bloom this. Here's the thing about Zoe's number. I feel like she really knew in her mind that she had to give Beyonce over Zoe. And that's what I really appreciated about it. I feel like she left out a lot of those Zoe-isms and replaced it with Beyonce dance moves and choreography. It was a very clean number. She looked like she was having a lot of fun and she really channeled the diva Beyonce. So. I, I, it's a bloom for me. I really didn't have an issue with it at all. It was a balloon, most definitely. Uh, Zoe, and I was actually kind of shocked and surprised because whenever I heard that she was doing Beyonce, I was like, you know, that's not really a girl that be, uh, that Zoe really does on a regular basis. She's not really a Beyonce girl. Mm -hmm. um, I thought she was going to bring out some like good Pussycat Dolls moment or uh some like no something a little different like a little more like beyonce is very sexy but there's just something about how zoe does her sexy with stunting that i thought she was gonna find someone a little more like athletic to do possibly um but at the end of the day uh, it was fabulous she danced the house down she gave the energy and the vibe of sasha fierce and yeah bloom most definitely yes sasha fierce um, speaking of Fierce, the next diva to come out was Tiffany Minks, and Tiffany decided to channel the one and only Dolly Parton. I think that this number was really good. I did enjoy Tiffany. I do think that my biggest criticisms 
of this performance was I feel like she could have pushed the look a little bit more. I would have liked to have seen a little bit bigger hair, a little bit bigger tits. You can never go too big on the tits and the hair for Dolly. And also I feel like she still gave a little too much Tiffany and not enough Dolly. I really wanted to see those Dolly-isms. She did this one part where she played the nails. Like there's an interview where Dolly Parton is like playing music with her nails. And I thought that that was really smart and fun, but I wish there would have been more of those moments. So I'm going to give it a bloom, but it's going to be a soft bloom for me. You know, I will agree with everything that you said. I really love the way Tiffany looked this night. I loved the outfit. I agree the hair could have been a lot bigger because it is Dolly, but even still, she looks really pretty. I think for me, the issue came is that there wasn't a lot like there were all she had all of the good songs, right? Like this mix with all of, with all the iconic songs. I just wish there could have been like elements of, I don't know, not necessarily like a costume change, but just something visual for us to be like, oh, something's changing or this is a new moment for Dolly. Um, but I think I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, give it a bloom. I thought she looked really good. I thought she gave, uh, you know, she gave a Dolly moment and she met the brief and I was entertained. I, I will give it a soft bloom. I really love the jumpsuit. It must definitely gave me uh, Dolly, the house down. Um, I will say about the hair, um, I actually styled that for her. So I will say that I do think that it needed to be bigger. Uh, I actually talked to her about doing a double stack wig that I think would have actually gave more Dolly just because the volume of it all would have been like huge and Dolly always has big hair. Um, so yeah, I most definitely agree with the hair. Um, love every song she chose. I'm just a super big Dolly Parton fan. Like I literally have the Dolly Parton license plate, the um, uh, imagination library. So I am like all for it. Yeah, and the hair was really, really cute too. You did a really good job. Do you take Thanks. commissions for hair? Do you do hair? I do do hair. <laughs> I do do hair. Do well, do I don't it. do that to your hair, but I could if you want me to. Um, yeah, I do. Um, for her, since we like working for teams, I was just like, I got you, babe. She actually found the wig. So, and I saw the color and everything. And I was like, the color is great. I was like, do they have another one by any chance? She's like, no. I was like, well, I'll tease it as much as I can and see what we can get out of it. But yeah, I like the style and the shade. Like the hair was cute most definitely, but needed to be bigger. Well, guys, you heard it here first. If you want a really cute fucking wig, hit up Mary. She will make you one. Speaking of making things, this next diva came out and made me laugh. Her name is Honey Blunt, and she came out and did Liza Minnelli. This number was wild. I immediately have to bloom it. It was so good. Honey really channeled the diva, and it was it was really good. So I'm going to give it a bloom. Yeah, this was an immediate bloom for me. And I actually uh, stopped what I was doing to watch this one, because when I heard Honey was going to do Liza, I just, in my mind, I was like, I know that this is going to be one to watch. So I went downstairs, I watched it. She really channeled Liza. She had, you know, whatever you think Liza is, Honey did it. And uh, she did really good. I was laughing the entire time. I thought it was really excellent. Uh, and also what's great too is that somehow Honey-isms are also Liza-isms. So uh, it, just, it just worked really, really well. It is a bloom. Big, big bloom. So, yes, so right on the money with that one, Anale. Uh, Honey is obsessed with Liza. She has always been obsessed with Liza. She has like a theater background and she's always been a big fan. Uh, she's a true gay because she loves her mama Judy too. Like Wizard of Oz is her everything. So she's just one of those like 
She is a old gay in a young gay's body. I swear. She has an old soul and like taste for things, but it is so fabulous. And uh, when she came to me, uh, I actually, we hung out the past uh, three days before coming up to war. Um, and I actually made that Liza outfit for her. Um, Cause she really wanted to like get, give good Liza and like a really strong Liza look. So uh, made that look for her. Um, and I actually saw her run through the numbers. She was asking me the, all the time, like, which songs do you think would be the best one? Like the one for Liza. And then I was like, all the ones you showed me are really great. Like she had like Ring Them Bells as an option, Cabaret. Um, she had my personal favorite as an option. Uh, why does it escape me now? I'll think about it. She did, of course she did New York, New York, which was so good. And I actually did not ever hear uh, her version of it, but after hearing it, it makes so much sense now um, when I hear Lady Gaga sing her version because it's very similar to stylistically. Um, so I'm just like, ah, oh, I love it. It's just so good. Speaking of good, this next diva came out and showed us um, a very interesting moment. Her name is Annalie Duchet, and she decided to channel. It's a doom! God. She decided to channel Tyra. Now, Annalie, you are here in the studio today. Will you please explain what the fuck this was? My, the short of it is I don't know. The long of it is here we go. So I, when I think of a diva who like has inspired me or someone that I just like, I don't know, just like a diva, Tyra Banks is the person. I grew up watching America's Next Top Model. It's one of my favorite shows. I just started like season two the other day. I've seen every season at least two times, some of them a lot more. So I just really, really love Tyra Banks. And also when I think of like RuPaul's Drag Race, like RuPaul basically took what Tyra was doing with America's Next Top Model, you know, just kind of changing the format a little bit to, to kind of follow drag. And so I just really love Tyra Banks. She's wild. So I wanted to somehow pay homage to her. And at first I thought I could be Tyra, but I also didn't. I didn't want to potentially play a black woman either. Like I felt types of way about that, but I still wanted to somehow make Tyra. So in my mind, I said, I'm going to be a winner of America's Next Top Model season 53 of America's Next Top Model. And I'm just going to talk about some of the things that Tyra has taught me so that I could win. Um, and that was the concept behind the thing. And uh, yeah. I had a little mix of some of the songs that she's done. I had a puppet that was Tyra. And ultimately this, this was not the moment for me. I'm gonna doom myself. I will say though, I feel it was entertaining at the very least. Yeah, so here's what I'm gonna say about it. I feel like the wait, idea wait, of number. Wait. Go ahead. I will say though, I think my look was cute AF. Okay. God. Okay, here's what I think about the number. I think that the idea of it was really smart. Coming up with a twist of like how to do the patron diva challenge, that's a smart thing. I think that you twisted it so far that it went from being a good idea to a bad idea. Um, I definitely don't think it read the way you thought it was going to read. I think that maybe the puppet moment could have been cleaned up a little bit more or maybe even if you had used like an actual person dressed uh -huh. as Tyra, that would have been a better moment. Sure. Um, because I think the, the puppet was a little bit uh, out of nowhere. 
and it really I don't think it read as uh, as well as you wanted it to. Overall, I am gonna also agree with you. I think this is um, a doom, and I hate dooming you because you're my sister, but I would expect you to do it to me if I if I did this number. So um, yeah, this is a doom for me. Mary? So, you know when you're out, like, playing Pokemon Go, and you're, like, looking for a vile plume or a blossom, but you uh, ultimately come across a gloom? This would be uh, one of those moments. <laughs> um, I got the concept of it. I thought it was really funny, and it was entertaining. But the first thing that came to my mind, though, at the beginning was... I like how you started off because at first I was thinking to myself uh, when I heard what you were doing, I was like, okay, but I also heard that you weren't uh, doing Tyra. And I was like, but how is she going to do Patron Diva then? And I was like, but I'm confused if she's not going to be Tyra. Is she going to be on a leg? Is she going to be? And then when I heard that you did it as a contestant, I was like, okay, that's really cute. Um, but I was still just like, where are we going from here? But it was really funny at the same time. I just don't, uh, when it comes to like, if I was saying like the challenge was the challenge, met the challenge, I don't think so much, but was it actually an entertaining performance? Yes. So it's a gloom. Like I wish I had a leaf stone okay, or a shiny I'm stone, done. but I don't have a stone. But I'm stoned. Right. She's, trying to, she wants to, she's trying to evolve your number. I do agree with that, Mary. I, I definitely agree with you. I think that this could have been evolved into a really cool moment but yeah for me it, girl this is uh we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it and move on speaking of moving on we are gonna go ahead and move to the next diva her yeah. name is jalea jalea times and she came out and did a sade number to that is it a crime and literally in the first three seconds she walks out she ends up on the ground i honestly i don't know how she ended up on the ground because the second she walks out Everyone in the room is just fucking going nuts, which I get. She's beautiful. She's amazing. She's so talented. Bitch, I am so jealous of her. I wish people reacted to me like that. Um, and yeah, she just did this really sexy moment. Now, I didn't know who Sade was. Um, and I still, honestly, I don't know who she was. No, but I feel like... Sade, by the way, Sade. It, what is it? Sade, not Sade. Okay, how do you spell it? It's S-A-D-E. Oh, I'm just stupid. Okay, got it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, here's the thing. This is how this is how you know I don't know who the fuck she is. Because, um, yeah, I thought it was really good. And I thought that it was hitting the artist, like the artist from the song. But um, I don't necessarily know now with doing research that it hit 100% on the head. Um, so I'm going to have to give this a soft bloom. Um, but in terms of the entertainment factor, it is a mega, mega bloom. Because, I mean, the audience really ate her up. And it was really impressive to watch. So, uh, yeah, I guess I guess if we're rounding it, it's going to be just a regular bloom. I guess. It's a bloom. It's a bloom. Yeah. You are correct when you say that anytime Julia walks out there, the the crowd gets turned. I will say, this is when the crowd started turning their uh, attention up just a little bit. I, I finally heard some yes and woos and yeses. Uh, the crowd definitely came out here for, or they didn't come out here for Julia, but they turned up for Julia for sure. Yeah, Julia did really, really good. Uh, she was keeping a secret about who she was when we were asking her who she was doing. She kept saying, me. <laughs> um, 
yeah, which is great. Um, yeah, I, I will say, I, I don't think she emulated Sade at all. Sade is not a voluptuous, she's not, she, what Jalea serves is not what Sade serves. It's a different type of sexy and sultry. It's a lot more subdued and a lot more like, I don't know, like, I, I can't explain it, but it's not what Jalea does. Regardless though, Jalea ate it up. I really love her. The moment she did that split right on the beat, I was like, I'm, it's over for us. It's over for us. She killed it. So it is a bloom for me. It would be a soft bloom. Um, love the performance and what she did, but I 100% agree. I'm one of the, I'm a stickler when it comes to challenges like these. And when it comes to basically character illusion, if you're, the challenge is to like do a diva and really serve that diva, I would like to see a referential look that you know from them. Like, uh, like how Honey was a very referential, uh, Liza, it just was her, her classic bat wing, like kind of shape. Then you have, um, I don't know, it just didn't really, um, yeah, the illusion wasn't fully there, but she looked sexy as fuck as always. And, she pops my tuck as usual. And yeah, it was otherwise it was really entertaining performance. It's just, I will say, uh, if we're not basing it on the challenge, it's a bloom. If we are, then it's a gloom, uh, another evolution. I don't want to doom her. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to doom Julia because she's so beautiful. Yeah, I'm, doing her. I'm dooming her. I'll do it. I don't care. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. you, Julia. <laughs> Just kidding, girl. <laughs> well, speaking of fucking things, this next diva came out and did the sex symbol herself, Madonna. Her name is Mary Jane Gagdalen. Now, Mary, you are in the studio today. Why don't you explain to the audience your idea behind your number and your thought process behind doing this Madonna moment? All right, so it's very simple. Let's go back in the time machine to 1990. Madonna is killing and serving all over the world. She is that bitch. She is the pop diva. She is the queen of pop. She is on her Blonde Ambition tour where she debuts and starts her concert with Express Yourself. And she comes out in a costume designed by Jean-Paul Gaultier. Um, who is a French designer, for those who are not aware of fashion and whatnot. He is a fabulous uh, gay man in France that makes gorgeous garments and is the iconic uh, producer of the classic Madonna Cone bra. So that was what I was going for. I wanted to literally give, I was I was going for the old gays. So I wanted them to be able to re-see that moment and relive it and be like, this bitch is serving Madonna down. Yeah, what did you think about your number? Um, I really loved it up to, so I did kind of get in my head a little bit just because uh, things prior to that night of performing. Um, but I will say up until three minutes into the performance, I was doing her choreography exactly from her, uh, from the tour. And then after that, I started just like freestyling because I just kind of just blanked and just went with it. Yeah, I here's my thing about your number. First of all, I have to say, you looked so fucking good. I loved the outfit. Did you make this outfit yourself? I did. I made the outfit from head to toe. Yeah, Wig, it was so blazer, good. Yeah, everything. It was so good. I'm going to give this a bloom. I actually thought this was pretty good. I could tell that you were a little bit in your head, but I will say it was a really good number. I did enjoy it. I'm going to give it a bloom. I think it's good. 
Yeah, the moment I saw the look, I was like, fuck, this is amazing. You gave Madonna, like you gave it. Uh, the look was really great. As far as the performance, I only caught like a few moments of it, but I will say what I saw, I was like, oh my God, this bitch literally is Madonna. Bitch, bitch you're Madonna. Bitch, I'm Madonna. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, the, only, the only thing I will say about it, like, um, I think it was a good performance, but I feel like I probably could have chose a more energetic number of hers. Like, I was going to originally do a mix and go into other songs, like, mm-hmm. sure. uh, into Open Your Heart and into Vogue, you know, more classic hitter, like, in other places, and Vogue is, like, her most iconic, but the dance to it is, like, pretty simple for Madonna actually and it would have bred a lot more if I could have had my three backup dancer females and three backup dancer boys and do the full full choreography because there's like a partnership part in it where it's like you're dancing with the male dancer um kind of thing so I felt like I gave the moment for what I had to work with but the look was dead on like I looked like Madge most definitely yeah yeah um, you did. Um, so yeah, it will be a bloom for me. I actually cannot wait for the videos to come out because I would love to see this one all the way through. Um, but it's a bloom. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Well, that does conclude the first performance challenge. Now, overall, what did y'all think about the patron diva moment? Did y'all enjoy this moment? And who stood out the most for you guys? I was obsessed with it. I was so excited about the diva moment. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, when it comes to like who I think hit the nail on the head the most with their diva, I would say Honey Blunt most definitely I think was like deadpan, like dead on Liza. And I mean, not to like, maybe just me being biased about myself, but I was feeling my Madonna fantasy so hard. So I would have to say myself too, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> but I feel like the other girls, I mean, everyone else did really good, but they just didn't like fully the like look and hit the like, when I looked at them, I was like, that is most definitely that person because they're doing that look. So yeah, I'm a look girl. So I like to focus a little bit on presentation a bit more than what they're actually doing while they're doing it. I need to at least be able to look at you and know who you are. Yeah, I was very excited for, I mean, the. I was very excited for the opportunity to like do someone it's not something that I really do. I always do Anna Lee. <laughs> I mean, I even think about like the music that I, or like my my songs always have like my voice in it. I love doing voiceovers. I love being me. Um, so I liked the challenge of trying to be someone else, which I did not do. But uh, yeah, it, it was fun overall. I will say at coming, like leaving the stage, I felt not defeated, but I was like, shit. I have me and Zoe have to kill this duet moment. Otherwise, I'm going to be in the bottom because I do well, not. You, you know, though, like who I actually thought would be hilarious if you would have done, though. Yeah. Who? It was like you're known as a bearded queen. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Oh, that would have been so good. She was the bearded queen from America. She was the bearded uh, lady from American Horror Story. You could have done a Kathy Bates uh, moment and it would have been like, oh, I would have died. It but not that a- your performance wasn't entertaining as fuck. It was still good. It's just, I right. think if you wanted to like, you know, be able to hit a look mm-hmm. or something and really like play off of something, that would have been a good one to do. Or even Jafar. He's good. He's a diva. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, but anyways, yeah, I-, I was really excited. I felt very not confident coming out of it. But uh, I-, I will agree with what Mary said. Honey ate up this diva moment. It was 
very, very excellent. Well, speaking of excellent, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about these excellent part two challenge moments. Um, so yeah, listen to the commercials and we'll be right back. Bye. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Um, I'm so excited to talk about this moment. So we just went through and talked about the patron diva moment. And for the mirror ball, Bella asked us to do another performance, but this time we had to be put in pairs. And so it ended up being Tiffany and Mary, Honey and Julia, and me and Zoe Adams. First up to the stage, we had Tiffany and Mary who served up a legally blonde moment where they were kind of showcasing the, the iconic bend and snap uh moment from legally blonde now mary tell us a little bit about how y'all arrived here and i guess how you felt um after y'all performed this duet together i really uh we started with we were originally going to do actually romy and michelle's high school reunion and i was gonna be michelle she would be romy and we had the outfit made the outfits made we had um the mix made but the mix just wasn't like hitting right like we just couldn't get like a flow of a story or like a scene right so we like ultimately thought like just went to a new idea and we thought legally blonde because we she could pull a good like jennifer look i could do a um l look and then just have fun with that i figured you know uh we both thought of the ben and snap scene um and then it would essentially just be us redoing that where i would be showing her how to bend and snap and you know, uh, she's got all the equipment and then give that energy of a little less bend, a little more snap. Um, and it was a lot of fun to uh, do. I just, um, I do think sadly a little bit that it may have at some points looked like that I was trying to just take up all the time and outshine her when it was more shows supposed to be like, a, hey, I do this and you do that and see if you can do it. And, you know, that kind of thing. It was fun. A lot, we had a lot of fun doing it, though, so. Would you say it's a bloom or a doom? Um, I would have to say a doom, personally. And nothing against us, but I think we could use a little bit more rehearsing time and a little bit more fine-tuning. Yeah. Well, for me, I'm actually going to give it a soft bloom. I think that the beginning of this mix was so funny. The way you were just like sat down in the chair and Tiffany was doing your nails and giving the dialogue. It was actually a really good dialogue moment. And I think as the mix went on, it just like kind of fell flat for me. Right. Um, but the idea of it was super cute. I think y'all looked spot on to the characters. I just, yeah, like you said, I wish it would have been just a little bit more together the whole way through. Um, but overall, it's a soft bloom for me. I, I didn't hate the number. Oh no, most definitely. It was great. Like Tiff on Tiffany's face during, and it was so hard for me to stay sad looking because I would see her face and what she was doing as she was doing my nails. And I was dying on the inside. Like she was killing me. And I was just like, oh my God, this bitch right here. It's so good. Yeah. So this, I have to be honest, I was, I did not watch this one. And it's only because Zoe and I were outside kind of rehearsing ours. We really wanted to make sure that we knew what was happening. Um, I will say though, from the looks, uh, and I, I I will say I caught like the very, very beginning of y'all on stage. Um, and from what I saw, I thought it looked really great. It sounded like it was funny. And the looks were, um, I mean, pretty spot on, especially Tiffany. I thought she really pulled together like a Jennifer Coolidge and Legally Blonde moment very, very well. Um, so from what I saw, I'm gonna give it a bloom. 
So after Tiff and Mary did the Legally Blonde moment, the next divas were Honey and Julia, and they decided to do this Rihanna, uh, where have you been all my life moment, and it went into a don't you by the Pussycat Dolls moment. I think that this number could have definitely used a little bit more rehearsal time. It really felt like they were just winging it as they went. And uh, I don't really think that their chemistry worked. I don't think there was a lot of um, just like, if, if you're going to wing it, it has to work. And it just, to me, it just didn't really flow well. You could tell that there were moments where they were looking at each other to see like what they needed to do. And I just, I don't think that it naturally flowed as well as they would have wanted it to. I'm going to have to give this a doom. Um, but I definitely think that both of them separately were entertaining throughout the night. It's just together. It just didn't work for me. So I, I understand. I agree um, with that one. Uh, I'd have to give it a doom as well. Uh, I think their chemistry was a little off. I get what they're. I think they were trying to get go for that like lesbian sexy, you know, moment, but it just didn't really work. Um, loved the outfits though. Uh, loved honeys. I made her outfit for that one as well. Ended up popping on her though because I mean it did mess up on us. Like while we we're getting together, we had a patch and do a little fixy fix. But overall, I think they were they looked really good. Um, so once again, if you want a commission outfit, because um, that's the second outfit I made for the bitch for this challenge. If you want an outfit, hit a bitch up. Want a wig, hit a bitch up. <laughs> Mary was all over that stage that night. <laughs> yeah, she is sponsoring the pageant, uh, which we love. Annalie, what did you think of this number? Yeah, I share the same sentiments that you have, Miami. I think I didn't know what they were doing. Mary, you mentioned that they were trying to like serve a lesbian, I guess, love story. I didn't catch that really. Um, and yeah, it, they did kind of look like they had not really planned anything. They were looking at each other a lot. Um, <laughs> though separately, they were very entertaining. Uh, honey, first of all, her look was a little wild to me that like the the wig with with what she was wearing, it just looked very honey, very fun. Um, a little silly and she was doing her honey thing and then Jalea had her tits out as always uh, her amazing tits and I, I think I just think together it did I don't I didn't I didn't I didn't I wasn't sure what I was looking at um, but it was entertaining I'm here for it uh, but I am gonna do it yeah yeah well <laughs> last <laughs> to the <laughs> wow Last to the It Takes Two moment was Miss Annalie and Zoe. And they did this QVC-inspired skit that went into an I'm That Bitch rap remixed moment. Now, I have to say immediately, this was my favorite number of the entire night. It was so together, so funny, so tongue-in-cheek, and it just worked. It really blew me away. This entire number is going to get my super bloom of the week. It was amazing. I, I have no complaints with it. Uh, and y'all both killed it. What, Annalie, why don't you kind of explain your thought process behind this number and uh, talk about it? Yeah, so Zoe and I, uh, we had done a lot of talking about what we wanted to do. And ultimately, so this was, we, were, we had done some planning when we were at National Comedy Queen in Orlando with Miami. Shout out to National Comedy Queen and Miami. Um, and while we were there there was some facebook drama happening with some of the memphis uh performers 
a lot of people were throwing around the phrase pro tip and Zoe and I were like, we have to capitalize on this moment and turn it into something lighthearted and funny. Cause it's, I mean, it didn't get like nasty, but you know, it became like an unnecessary moment. And I think Zoe and I just wanted to bring some levity to, to this pro tip, uh, gate pro tip gate. That's what I'm going to call it. Not pro tip gate. <laughs> the pro tip gate. Yeah. And that's so, so uh, yeah, yeah, very, very dumb. And so just through some talking, we ended up landing on this idea of selling this product where we were trying to get people to calm down and like, it's just Facebook, like kind of get over it kind of thing. And then we were like, let's do characters, let's make it funny. And then I was like, yes, but we also should incorporate some sort of performance element to it because I think if we just give a skit, it's going to get stale and it's going to go on too long. So let's also give like a moment. And we ended up uh, deciding to write some lyrics to the track I'm That Bitch, which was performed on RuPaul's Drag Race. And so we did it. And honestly, this was very, very fun to put together. Uh, my favorite lyric that came from this was Zoe's lyric when she said, I got them boys stiff like neoprene. Bitch. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Oh, so when like good. the the voice like dropped and she hit like that that pussy pop moment on the floor. It's like yeah, this is like, fucking up wild. Up. Yeah, it was wild. It was, it was so fucking good. wild. Yeah. So so yeah. So that was kind of the moment. Overall, it was really really fun. I thought Zoe and I did really really good with this. Uh, we were actually kind of shocked at how well it was received because we were kind of nervous. Um, but it is a bloom for me, and uh, I love you, Zoe, and congratulations, you did that. I would give this a super bloom. This was so fucking entertaining and so hilarious. I was like, holy shit, these girls are pulling me and giving me a full-on, like, detox and Tatiana moment, and it is everything. And I'm like, okay. And then when they came in with the verses, like, I already, Anale, like, you've done that before, like, record things and whatnot. They're always funny and catchy. So I was like, okay, I already know she's going to spit some funny tracks. But I was not expecting that from Zoe. And when Zoe came in with that, the stiff, like, neoprene, like, oh, my God. I was like, okay, bitch, this is the shit. Like, it was a solid super bloom for me. A bouquet of blooms, if you will. Yeah, and I think I might be smelling a War of the Roses album. Starring. Oh, I'd feature on that. I'd feature on that. <laughs> what, what would your song be called? Oh, mine? Mm-hmm. Gags on it. Oh. Yes. I got another what? parody song I did, like, like, similar to my one at uh, the beginning of War, and I could do... Uh, it's called Sitting on a Dick, but it's set to the music of Putting on the Ritz by Taco. Oh, I love that. I think for me, I would do a remix of, have you heard the song Baby by Charlie XCX? It just came out. Uh, no, I'm uncultured it's, and I don't listen to radio anymore. It's so good. And I, I would do a remix of Baby. I'd call it Gravy. And it would just be stupid. Oh, um, I love gravy. I love gravy too. Annalie, what would you do? Would you, would you do this moment on the album? This would definitely be a featured song for sure, but I would want to do a parody song as well. And I would do uh, Selena Gomez's Same Old Love, but uh, instead of Same Old Love, it's Bubble Guts. Ooh, okay. or, a good or a good holiday song. You can call it Dat. 
I'm talking dat, 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 dat some dry ass turkey. <laughs> wow. Need a gravy in that boat for this dry ass turkey. There's your gravy reference. Oh my God, there's a turkey in the room. <laughs> <laughs> we have to take a break. We yeah, we got we got to take a break. We gotta get... We're going to slaughter the turkey and we're going to talk about all of these looks. So we'll be right back. It's Bella. It's Bella. It's Bella. She's in a turkey suit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a hella good entertainer? Are you an everyday hella fabulous person? Then you need Hella Wigs. Hella Wigs is owned and operated by the beautiful Ella Rosa. She creates custom wigs that can be styled or unstyled, and they are hella fierce. I'm actually wearing the Miss Lily right now. She's the new Hella Wig custom unit. It's 200% density, hermetese for volume, fully synthetic, and she has a single knotted widow's peak to give you a realistic hairline. So if you want a wig that is hella gorgeous, contact Ella on Facebook or Instagram at Hella Wigs. That's H-E-L-L-A-W-I-G-Z. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Here on Are We Pretty, things can get a little chaotic, but don't let our shenanigans scare you from listening to other podcasts. Featuring X is a chill and laid-back music history and pop culture podcast. The host, Josh and DJ, dive into the music industry's most interesting and unlikely collaborations, from genre-bending juggernauts to global icons. Whether it's collaborations like Dolly and Kesha or even Nelly and Tim McGraw, Featuring X is sure to feature something for everyone. So if you're wanting to listen to something more relaxing and still entertaining, listen to Featuring X. You can find Josh and DJ on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Bring us back on Miami. All right, guys. We are back. Welcome back. What did y'all do on the break? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Lee, what did you do? I tried to save the turkeys because I'm a vegetarian and I don't eat meat. Except in the bedroom, you nasty slut. No, that's just my hole. I don't. I don't eat it though. Oh, no. see, <laughs> waste not, want not. It's like a hot dog in a hallway. Okay. Speaking of hallways, we are going to talk about these divas who lined up in the hallway before they came out. That was a good segue. Anneli, why don't you start us off? It wasn't good, but it it was clever. Uh, okay, so we, uh, in case we did not make it clear. Uh, The runway tonight was Night of a Thousand Bellas, where we were all tasked with uh, emulating Bellas, one of Bellas iconic looks. And so that's what we all did. Honestly, I think overall, this was a strong moment for all of us. But let's break it down. First up to the stage, we had Zoe Adams, who was serving us raining rainbow wear, uh, a look that Bella Duval did for Mid-South Pride in 2015. Now, Zoe uh, took a white gown and, uh, well, the original look was a pink uh, kind of like gown moment. And on the bottom was a rainbow ruffle moment. And Zoe decided to take a white gown and put a trans pride color uh, ruffle at the bottom. Honestly, I think Zoe looks very, very beautiful here. I really loved her inspiration and I love the way that she kind of flipped it. Um, overall, to me, this is great. So I'm going to bloom it. Yeah, I think I'm going to give this a soft bloom. And here's why. I feel <laughs> like 
the dress itself, like the structure of it, is a little bit too far away from what Bella did in her look. Like Bella's is a short, actually it's not even a, it has no sleeve at all. It's like a little strappy moment. Um, whereas Zoe's is a long sleeve. Bella does not have a belt on, Zoe does. The hair is different, there's no crown. I wish that Zoe would have looked at it and really paid attention to the details. Overall though, I don't think it's a bad look. I think Zoe looks beautiful. I love the message behind the look. I'm gonna give it a soft bloom because it just, it didn't hit it 100% for me, but I still think it's a cute look. So it's not a doom, it's definitely a soft bloom. I would most definitely give it a bloom. I was obsessed with this look. Um, because with the briefing they did, uh, and even Bella did stress, she's like, she doesn't want an exact like replication. They want, she wants our like style, uh, styling choices to be like added into it. So I think with the sleeve, it is like more, uh, Zoe. So I would actually give it a full plume. It was actually probably one of my favorite Bella looks tonight. Well, wow. there you go. Yeah. Well, next up to the stage, we had Tiffany Minx, who um, was inspired by Bella Duvall's War of the Roses season three look that she did for the Club Kid Couture moment. Now, Bella had this uh, bodysuit on, bodycon moment on that had eyeballs all over it and these giant eye belts and everything was just googly eyeballs everywhere. Tiffany uh, took this moment and she had this black and white polka dot kind of dress uh, and she put googly eyes all over it. Now, here's the thing. I think Tiffany looks really, really great here. And I really like the way that she took inspiration and made it her own. I'm going to give it a bloom. My one critique here is the headpiece. I noticed that the like you can't really see the eyes unless you're looking from Tiffany from underneath. So I wish she could have done something a little bit different with the headpiece uh, to really showcase the big googly eyes. But overall, it's a bloom. I think she looks very pretty. Yeah, for me, this is a definite bloom. I think Tiffany looks amazing. I liked how she spun this this moment and made it into a gown. I think if you're gonna do like, a, if you're gonna switch the outfit up and not do it exactly replicated, it's smart to take a completely different silhouette that has nothing to do with the original. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed this. She could have glued the eyes on with something else because they were flying everywhere. At one point I saw an eye on the ground and was like, she has a lazy eye. And uh, I thought Bella was gonna have a stroke. Um, yeah, this look is cute. I do agree with you on the headpiece moment. I wish it would have been like either bigger or tilted to the side. If it was had been like tilted on her head, we could have seen the eyeballs more clearly. But I did ask her about why she wore it like that. And she said that it wasn't very secure on her head. And she mm -hmm. was scared that it was gonna fly the fuck off. So um, it, honestly, that's just like a, a little detail moment. This is definitely a bloom for me and she looks beautiful. And I'm very proud of her because uh, I know that, you know, she's very fresh into drag and I feel like this is so elevated for her. Absolute bloom, love it. Um, the only thing I will agree I will agree with though is yes, I think it needs to be tilted to the side a little bit more like a French beret and I think it'd be really cute. Um, I had them tip their caps to the side, to the left like French berets because I find it romantic, you know, Lady Gaga moment. But um, it's so cute. Love the look. I'm a big fan of black and white patterns. So anything black and white, I'm obsessed with. Great reference. Yeah, very excellent here. I do want to say real quick about the googly eyes. Bitch, I came home. I came home. And on with Saturday, them all over your feet, bitch. Oh my God. On Saturday, I was walking <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is on the bottom of my sock? And I, yes. I look at my foot and it's one of her googly eyes. Yep. Much. My bag 
my shoes, my heels, everywhere. I love it. It's hilarious. It's funny. And it's all over Atomic now. There were so many googly eyes. If you just look, there's a googly eye somewhere. Well, speaking of googly eyes, let's see who we're googling over next. We are going to be, oh, we're talking about Miss Honeyblunt, who was serving Bella Duvall's Memphis Hotties Puppy Love from the Memphis Flyer. Now, this is something Bella always talks about at her shows. Um, and let me say, this is good. This is a 100% bloom for me. This to me really, really reads, I was inspired by Bella, but I made it my own, but I also paid attention to the details. So like I noticed the, the, the black gloves, the bracelet, even this kind of styling of the hair, but the dress is different enough to where it's not an exact replica. I also love that Honey had a, a dog. Oh, I didn't explain what, what the look was. So Bella had uh, this look where it's basically like a, is that a leopard? Is that cheetah print? Don't leopard. know. It's in the realm of that, yes. Okay, it's okay. Uh, Mary said leopard, so I'm gonna believe that. It's a leopard print gown, it's got one sleeve and she has a cute little puppy that she's, um, uh, just, uh, that she's standing with. Uh, so yeah, Honey really, really did well with this. This is a 100% bloom. I think she looks amazing. Yeah, I fully agree. This is definitely a bloom for me. Love the outfit. Love the choice of this uh, recreation. I think it was very smart to do this moment. She could play with the props. She could have a fun time on the stage. And my favorite part of the whole thing was that she hit all three of the poses that were on the screen behind her. She definitely had practiced this and I really appreciated that attention to detail. So this is a complete bloom for me. I will actually have to give it a gloom. Let me pretend I care. Um, I actually, that okay, is my gown. So thank you for loving it so much. <laughs> um, Did you make it? Um, I actually, that was originally supposed to be my Goodwill hunting gown. And all I did was add a paneling in the back. It was originally a size four and I made it a size six for me. And then I made it an eight for honey. But the reason why I need to, I have to give it a gloom is because I don't think a lot of people noticed it, but the panel in the back was very, uh, it's not my best work because the dress itself was just not made to be able to possibly go to an eight. So it just looked a little wonky, but uh, she seemed to cover it really pretty well with her hair and her posing, making sure that she didn't have like, you know, show it. But um, overall, I like it. It was my supposed to be my backup idea, but um, I ended up letting her use it because she didn't uh, have really, she couldn't really think or find anything because she was trying to work on her Bella look. So I was like, I got your girl. So I helped her with all three of her looks this week. So I got her covered. Yeah, I mean, you. I honestly, I didn't even notice the issue that you had with the with the construction of the gown. I think it honestly, it read pretty clean. So I, did, I didn't even notice that. But that was another um, 1647 good from Goodwill. <laughs> yeah, Goodwill. $16? Yeah, $16.47. That... See, sometimes the gowns in Goodwill do not look like they would cost $16. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, even in gown sections, they're all uh, $14.99. And then when you go to the bridal gowns, when it goes to like $29.99, and that's everything. Yeah, you heard it here first. If you want cute drag, go to the Memphis Goodwill. Speaking of cute drag, uh, let's see if this next bitch was cute or not. Next up to the stage, we have Annalie Duchet, who took some inspiration from a Bella Duval look that she is calling, man, I feel like a woman. Now, Bella Duval is wearing a kind of tuxedo-esque moment uh, with the top, uh, this big pink hair. She's showing her sexy legs and her body. 
Oh, I don't have the picture here. And Anna, <laughs> this picture is wild. I do not like this picture of me. Um, Anna Lee uh, clearly took some inspiration from here. There, overall, this is going to be a bloom for me. I'll talk about why in a moment, but I want to talk about some things that I wish I would have done. So you will notice, at least in this picture, the bottom of the white shirt, I did not like hem. And I wish that I would have because I think it reads really nasty right now. And I I don't know how I feel about the wig. But everything else I'm really, really into. I, I also wanted to pay homage to Bella's foam moment. So I made these foam shoulder pieces. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but like the the white wrist part is foam and um, yeah, so so yeah, I also really loved what I did because I took the mic and I was saying like Bella ism. So when I, I took the mic and I got to the middle of the stage and I was like, did anybody order a tiny woman? And I just had a lot of fun emulating Bella. I really do look up to her. I admire her. I think she's such a fabulous drag performer. Um, and so I'm going to bloom this. Yeah, for me, this is a bloom. I fucking love this look. This was so fun. Um, and my favorite part was the delivery of you grabbing the mic and saying all the Bella-isms. I thought that was so smart and it really sold the look to me because sometimes when, you know, the details aren't perfect, you can camp it up with the uh, modeling aspect. And I really feel like you sold it on the runway. So this is a bloom for me. I love it. I will have to give it a soft doom. And here's the reason why. So, uh, and I don't mean this in any way shady when I say this, sorry, Bella, but I don't like the original look either. Um, I'm not trying to be shady um, because I love doing that feminine, feminine meets masculine drag. But when I first saw the look, I always wondered why is it a t-shirt and a panty when you could have made that t-shirt into a leotard so it would be like one piece and be a little more streamlined and seamless and just a little cleaner. I don't know, it's just something that always like kind of like bugged me because I like being this like someone that sews like I just look at things a little more objectively and I look at it for construction and how it was made and I'm just like that's a t-shirt with the panty and a jacket and a bow tie but I wish the jacket or the shirt was just a leotard because then it would look more I don't know cohesive so it's not your fault on a leg <laughs> yeah I want to say Real, real quick, uh, another shout out to Goodwill. So uh, at the, for, for our Goodwill moment, I really was like inspired of the idea to be able to go to a place like Goodwill and use it as like, you know, some inspiration. So that coat, the black thing that I have was like, it was a lot longer and I, I did cut it and I did hem it. Um, I also found this black fabric that we just happened to have that was like kind of mesh that I put on the sleeves. So I had a lot of fun like making this and playing with the foam and like really tailoring it to me. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna say Bella, the original source material, it's your fault. It's gross. <laughs> no, well, the thing is though, I mean, your execution of it is great. Like you do, it looks like Bella's, but yeah, sure. source material. <laughs> Well, speaking of source material, we cannot go back in time, but we can move forward. And we have Jalia Jolie uh, times who was inspired by the time and space ball look that Bella gave during War of the Roses season three. Now, this is one of my favorite Bella War of the Roses looks. This is an incredible look. She is wearing uh, like this fun uh, leotard with this crazy like time 
I don't I don't even know how to explain it. It's it's like a clock that's been disassembled and it's wrapping around her body. She looks really, really cool. Um, Jalea drew a lot of inspiration from this. She made this giant back piece that was a clock um, and she looks really good. This is a bloom. Yeah, for me, I think that this was a pretty good uh, recreation moment. I do wish that she would have had the sashes because to me, that was one of the most iconic parts of the original look. Um, I wish she would have had that, but I love the idea of the clock. I thought that was really fun. And uh, no one's really done a back piece like that. So I thought I thought that was a really cool, unique moment. Um, overall, it's a bloom for me. I, I do enjoy it and I, I think it's pretty good. I will say she does have a sash. It's just not executed at all like the way Bella did. Where, see, cause I can't even see it in the photo. So is it like yeah, really tiny? No. Oh, it's, it's not across her though. Yeah, it's not across oh. her, but she is, it's, it's, there's like a sash on her. Is but it a sash a or is it the back piece? Like, is that the straps? Oh. Cause it looks more like a strap, like it's a, sewn into a backpack or something. Huh, I don't know. Well. I think that a, a, a moment to make it a little bit better would have been to have added like a really big sash with a clock on it. That would have sold it to me. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's still a bloom. I mean, it's cute. I would say it's. I'm gonna have to do a gloom Let on. Let me this pretend one. I care. Um, I okay, like the, I like the source material that she chose to reference. I just feel like um, I honestly think that this originally she was supposed to do something else, like her celestial look, where she had the big circle type back piece with the moons, but then she like swapped it for something else or something. Because it it looks like she just tried like she tried to just get the idea of what she was doing, but not really like kind of focus on the detail the actual details of it all. Because I don't know, it's just like she went bigger with her clock, whereas like in Bella's it's like a smaller detail. It's really like on the sash as an applique, and then she has the like hourglass. And I don't see is there hourglass? No. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'd have to like gloom this one. Um. Well. Soft doom. Okay. Yeah. Let me be honest. This is a soft doom. Let me not lie to these well, girls. She's well, keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of keeping it real, this last performer really kept well, it real. Really kept it real with their Bella inspired moment. Now, uh, we have up to the stage Miss Mary Jane Gagdalen, who was supposed to do the crowning gown for Bella's Miss Gay Tennessee America in 2015. Um, Mary, why don't you tell us a little bit about whatever you want to tell us about this look moment? Oh, God, where do I begin? So, basically, yes, I wanted to do um, Bella's 2015 crowning moment. It was a gown that was made for her custom by the legendary Bruce Bowie, who is now passed. Um, he's a legend here in Memphis that worked with um, the theater companies here, and he made all the costumes and gowns and everything, and he was a true legend, and he was a phenomenal couture gown creator and just a true inspiration. So I wanted to pay homage uh, to that and do like an Alexander McQueen-esque take on it. But um, I mean, if I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be real tea. And she'll probably be mad at me a little bit later, but you know what, that's whatever, it's not my fault. That's not my problem. Um, but I devoted a lot of time into creating Honey's looks this week, three nights in a row. And I didn't put a lot of time and focus on myself and put myself on the back burner and didn't get 
a lot of things done that I needed to get done. And then because I was rushing and I was literally up for over 24 hours that day of war, uh, trying to get that gown done. So tired, messed up my gown, not realizing what I was doing. And it was too late. It was literally like I had an hour and a half to where I had to get ready and it would take or actually, I only had like an hour until I had to get ready and I just did not have the time to be able to fix the sewing machine and then fix the stitch work and redo that and get it finished and done. But so instead, um, uh, hit up, well, I hit up Bella, like really concerned, just freaking out because with everything that's going on recently in my life with um, just personal family matters, um, I don't really want to get far too into it, but um, just a lot of uh, personal matters. I'll just say that the um, tribute to Bruce Bowie and his art and fashion and giving that Alexander McQueen, like paying tribute to an artist's death, uh, death is a very close thing in my life right now that's uh, just got me off my game during this. So with all those things mixed together, I just I actually had a really finally had a meltdown. I've never just had a meltdown before, like the way I did. And I just called Bella bawling feeling that I really want to drop out of this and she just helped me get together an idea and so what I did was did Bella go into the gig like running late and I had the gown that was messed up in the basket and showed it off was like yep there it is and so I just did that and just try to camp it up and really serve like Bella going to the gig I wish I really could have finished the gown in time but I finished it today and it's fixed it and it's beautiful <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah the, pic see it. The, the pictures look really oh sorry exclusive moment for the contestants of all stars we did see it and it looks very very pretty mary i'm glad that you were able to make that happen even if it didn't happen on the stage of of, of atomic it's still very beautiful and i hope that you wear it out at some point wear it to the finale come to the finale and watch oh no i'm gonna wear it and i'm gonna stunt the house down but yes. well, the finale's uh gold we have to all come back in gold Oh, so, right. I've heard through the grapevine there might be a reunion moment. So what if we I, see it there? I vote for it. Uh, I could, oh, I'd so wear it for the reunion. I vote for the reunion, by the way. I heard about that. I was like, I so vote for the reunion. Because I'll be honest, I've, I've been a little bitch in that group chat. And I'd love to hear what other people have to say about it. <laughs> listen, but we live for the drama. We live for a diva moment. And listen, that hey, that's drag. I mean, we're all like that at some point. So hey, I, I come by uh, honestly. I, I will let y'all know that I can be a little twat. <laughs> we must twat. Who who the fuck isn't? Uh, now, Mary, I don't know if I don't remember if you through all that. Did you say are you blooming, glooming, dooming? What's going on here? Um, the uh, I'll bloom it. It's really it was funny. It was fun. Um, though I uh, I really do want to doom it on the aspect of I really wish I could have done what I wanted to do because how it came out, it would have ate so hard on that stage. And I really wanted to do it because like, I wanted to hit Bella's heart and really, cause she's always been an inspiring drag artist to me. Like whenever I was coming up in drag at Memphis, there were two queens that I looked up to the most. It was Bella DeBall and Iris the Floor. Mm -hmm. um, and Bella yeah. was the first queen I ever met in person and I met her at Pride. And then Iris was the first queen I ever actually saw perform. So like, I just really wanted to do her justice and do a tribute to her and Bruce. And I wish that could have been shown on stage, but I'll give it a bloom. It was fun. It was funny. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a bloom as well. And I am gonna tell you why. So uh, I, I didn't know the whole backstory as to what happened to the dress. 
Um, I will say uh, immediately I was a little confused because I was like, wait a minute, what we're seeing Mary do is not what's on the screen. But ultimately, because of the way it was sold, I really ended up did not I didn't care. And then when you brought the dress out of the laundry basket and you held it up that like you really camped it up and it was funny. Um, real quick, I don't know if we explained it. Maybe Mary did. But Mary ended up doing um, Bella entering the club and she's always wearing like these pajama pants, a T-shirt. Her hair's like in a little ponytail. She's always carrying like a laundry basket and she just looks so funny when she walks in because it's so different from Bella when Bella's all, you know, glammed up and ready. Um, so I thought this was a very fun, fun moment to to capture for Bella Duvall. And I think you you camped it up and you ultimately seemed to work with what what you were able to work with. And I thought this was great. So I'm going to bloom it. Yeah. From a judge's standpoint, um, during the night, I really didn't know any of any of this was happening. So uh, when I saw the gown on the screen and then you walked out as Bella's entrance look, uh, I was a little confused. And I think that had a lot to do with most of the panel. I think we were all just a little confused as to what was going on. Um, but hearing that, I mean, I have to, I can't doom it knowing that story. So, um, I'm going to actually take, uh, a word from you and give it a gloom because I really wish okay, that I could see, I really wish I could have seen the gown. Um, not that this look isn't funny. It's very funny and I, I do appreciate it. Um, I, I think my criticism that I would give you, I would have just had them put a picture of Bella out of drag. Uh, with the laundry basket but um you know that's in the past right. now it doesn't matter um and i can't wait to see the fucking gown at the fucking reunion because that is going to be a moment and it, oh, the picture of so the picture pretty. of bella is beautiful so i can't wait to see how you interpret it i'm sure it's probably going to be spot on and amazing it's pretty close i, pr I probably went a little more because i'm obsessed with like mermaidy style like gowns that flare out so i yes, probably same. flared it out a little double the amount of volume but that's just my thing <laughs> but otherwise right. it's pretty dead on i just spent a little more gothic alexander mcqueen with the choices of fabric like the mesh is like black spider webs and then the side panel instead of black satin it's uh faux leather Ooh! oh my god i'm so excited to see that oh it's very sexy should we take a break or just finish out oh yeah, we can take a break. Okay, take us to break. Okay. okay, so we are gonna take a break and when we come back, we're gonna doom and bloom Bella. Honestly, it'll probably be a doom. We're gonna talk about the placements, the overall thoughts, and then we will talk to Mary and see what is next for this amazing performer. And then we will close it out. So listen to this last break and uh, come back. Bye. I know this club where everybody goes because they always turn the sickest drag shows. And just so everybody knows, the best place to party is Atomic Rose. Atomic Rose is the place to be every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Friday, Bella DeBall kicks off the weekend in the Rose Garden at 10 p.m. The dance floor opens at 12 a.m. Then on Saturday, comes the a drag show extravaganza that includes three rounds of entertainment in DuBall Room at 10 p.m. The dance floor opens at 12 a.m. And round out your weekend on Sunday. It's a rainbow brunch show with Bella DeBall at 12.30. Enjoy a full brunch menu by an award-winning chef starting at 11 a.m. Then join Patio Furniture as she takes over at 2 p.m. for Bingo with Patio. Not to mention, Atomic Rose has a great selection of drinks, delicious food, captivating performances, 
a live twerk contest with prizes, as well as so much more. Make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram at Atomic Rose Memphis for all of the latest updates. Atomic Rose is fun for everyone. And at the end of every show, you'll leave with just one question. Are you not entertained? All right, welcome back from the break. Now let's go ahead and get into Bella's look. Now this was the mirror ball and Bella was serving us this really cool moment with like this reflective um, uh, reflective fabric. There's also like little mirrors uh, that she put everywhere. She's got this cool like mask face piece. This look is really, really great. I'm gonna 100% bloom it. I will say though, you could see like these little white straps around all over. It's the only thing that I, I I could read about this look, but otherwise this is so excellent. I love this look. And this picture right here that we're looking at looks fucking lit. So it is a 100% bloom from me. Yeah, for me, I also agree with you. I think that this look is amazing. I love, love, love the concept of it. I think she executed it flawlessly minus the bracer moment. The little elastics could have uh, been covered up if she would have made like a foam bracer moment and then like glued those panels onto that i think that would have made it look a little bit more um seamless but mm-hmm. uh, i still don't i don't really mind it maybe even if if she decided to do the straps she could have did it in like a silver fabric so it would have matched um overall though this is definitely a bloom and uh yeah i love this look um and and honestly like i love every look she does she also fun fact she didn't have panties on and you could see her barbie pussy <laughs> really? She yes, no tell. panties. She was inspired by Lamixi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> panties, bitch. <laughs> um, I absolutely I love this look so much. Um, it gives me Gaga the house down boots from like her early the fame monster era where she would wear like very geometric shapes cut out of like shiny material and stuff so cool um i do agree i think like if a bracer or some type of material to cover up the straps just so it looks more seamless uh seamless just to cover up your hardware i think it would look a lot better um but still even with them not covered up i love the look um i feel like also thinking about the aspect that she has to be able to bend her elbow depending on how like what she has to use as a bracer i don't know if that would be that like comfortable or she wouldn't be able to move as much so I think with the option she went with was like the smartest choice for her to be able to like perform and move and host and be comfortable. Really good. Cause I can only think of if there was like a bracer or foam, like how would she get that on and off? Um, except if it was like laced up, she added laces or something or a zipper even, but with foam, I feel like that would be hard to work with because it is like malleable, but it's also very easily like destroyable. <laughs> so I love it. It's amazing. Blooms across the board. This blooms across the board. Also, I, I think I said this, but she also did work with actual like glass mirror pieces, which is oh, shit. Yeah, just really commendable. Um, so like if oh shoot. Um, so like you can see like here the, the little outline, like the outline of, of all of these pieces, those are little pieces of mirrors, like little oh, shit. little square mirrors. Yeah, it, it was really, really cool. Um, so shout out to Bella. She's amazing. She really knows how to turn out a costume. It's it's amazing. All right. So the night had concluded and it was time for the judges to 
determine who was where. And it ended up being a pretty interesting moment. So in the safe zone, we had Jalea and Honey. In the top two, we had Zoe and Annalie. And in the bottom two, we had Tiffany and Mary. So I want to know from y'all, what did y'all think about the placements? And did you think that they were correct? I can't account for bad taste. It's not my fault. (laughs) Um, I do not agree. I will say that. Um, I don't agree whatsoever. But at the same time, I'm not bothered by it because I am happy with where I was but I don't agree that I should have been there I will say when I again I think I said this before but when I was leaving the stage area from my diva moment I had already in my mind that I was going to be in the bottom but I think once we did the diva moment and then also when I saw the way that my Bella moment was received I felt much more confident and I thought I was going to be safe But I was pretty, I was a little bit shocked, but I was also very pleased and not complaining that I was in the top. And I will say that because I was in the top with Zoe and we were doing Nails, Hair, Hips, Heel, Nails, Hair, Hips, Heels by Tudor Call, I knew that this bitch was about to eat my entire asshole on the stage. And she did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like Annalise said, the lip sync was Nails, Hair, Hips, Heels. It happened, and Zoe ended up winning the lip sync. Um, And then it was Zoe's time to pick who she wanted to stay in the competition, and she decided to save Tiffany Minx. And that sadly meant that Mary had to hit the house. Now, Mary, what were you thinking in this moment, and uh, how, how are you feeling now that we've had some time to process it? Um, I'm really cool because um, when we were told about who was in the bottom when we got to discuss with the top people, um, I let it be known that I wanted to be eliminated with everything that's personally going on with my life, with family and whatnot. Um, it's just a lot to like deal with and uh, handle. And um, my mind is elsewhere. And like the night when I like or the day when my stuff messed up and I was like, I over crammed myself with work, with helping like honey with all her stuff and what not to keep myself distracted from uh, the priorities at hand. So I was very happy to hear that I was actually in the bottom because I just don't have the mental capability to really um, be in the competition right now and give it what it deserves and what I have to do to actually be a competitor. So um, yeah, I'm not upset. I told Bella and Anale, both of y'all, that I would y'all say send me home, keep Tiffany. And yeah, I'm very happy. And I'm glad that Tiffany or uh, Zoe decided to respect my decision and send me home without any questions about it. So I'm, I'm very happy. And um, I hope the best for everyone. And I just want them girls to slay it. And I hope now Tiffany Minks comes back with a vengeance and kicks all you bitches' asses. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that from you, Mary. And I just want you to know, I fucking love you so much. I think you're so sickening and your drag is something that I really admire. I think you're so talented and I cannot wait to see what you do next. What is next for Mary? What are you planning? Do you have anything coming up soon? And where can people catch you next? Um, well, my next show is 
Well, this probably won't be posted by then. What was it posted? When, when's it posted? Wednesday? Well, on Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I have a show at Drew's today, if y'all want to come out. Ooh. Um, at Wednesday Mass, I'll be there. Um, and then I have a show the 16th at Drew's, and we're doing, like, a live singing show where all the performers will be live singing. Um, and then really, I just want to focus on, I really do want to, because with helping honey maker stuff too, it really, um, did like bring to the life that I do love making and creating things for people. So if you are interested in a commission outfit or wig, please hit me up. Um, I would love to get started on gags garments. If you are interested in a lovely attire or wig or accoutrements, hit me up. Um, but I will say probably give me at least, uh, um, I'm not really, I'm not really sure just for the current situation that's going at hand right now. So, um, probably give me a good month if you're very, very, very interested. Um, just because there are things that are going on that I'm going to be very preoccupied with. Um, but yeah, within that time, hit me up. If you need an after wig made, I'd love to set you up with a good look. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Please hit Mary up. Make sure you follow her on all of her socials. Everything will be in the description of the podcast. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. Annalie, do you have anything you'd like to say before we go? Yes, please, 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 please make sure that you are, one, subscribed to the YouTube channel for War of the Roses to see all of the performances, all of the runways, and also you get to see Bella and some of the judges perform. Uh, next week we are going, or this Friday, I guess we are doing the sugar and spice ball where we're going to do two performances. Again, one has to be sweet and angelic. The other has to be spicy and dark. And the runway is basically a moment where we have to really kind of brand ourselves and really just take who we are and turn it into a moment like never before. So please make sure that you come out. And uh, Mary, thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. I know you've got a lot of stuff uh, going on in your world right now. And um, I'm glad that you are here with us. And, uh, you know, all I can say is everything will be fine. You're amazing. And just keep doing you. Thanks, love. I appreciate it. Y'all were amazing as always. I had a great time. You can have them back whenever you want. Next time, like, we need to have a Tic Tac dinner, though, because, like, you don't need to stop being stingy and feed a bitch. We love a Tic Tac moment. Speaking <laughs> of Tic Tacs, Annalie, is there anything you want to say before we go? Did you know that you can help keep the pod running by becoming a monthly supporter? All you have to do is find our podcast on anchor.fm and click the support button. You can choose to give a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99. That's cheap, girl. After all, this is a drag show, and we do love our tips. Any and all donations are very much appreciated, and it will help us stay pretty. Not only will you be helping us to provide better content, but you can also get a shout out on the pod. Yes. And speaking of shout outs, we're going to give another special thanks to Janice uh, and uh, for keeping us pretty. We're also going to give a shout out to Vicky. I don't know if you can tell, but Miami's mic is crisp. Miami, say something. Give, us an, ASMR. give us an ASMR moment. Wow. wow. Um, if you're feeling extra pretty, make sure to check out our merch. Link is in the bio of this episode. If you're feeling pretty on a budget, you can also rate the pod on Spotify and Apple Podcast for free.
Remember, if you have questions you'd like us to answer, advice you'd like us to give, or complaints you'd like us to read for filth, send them to the email at the end of the pod. We love you all. Don't be homophobic and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Annalie and Lan. If you would like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, send us an email at areweprettypodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Miami on Instagram at Whoa, it's Miami. And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Annalie Dreams. The music featured in the intro and outro is produced by Evans Beats. Thanks for listening, and we will see you soon. Stay, Stay pretty. pretty.